G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the less knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I am joined tonight by Tommy Wyman. How are you mate? Good Hef, thanks for having me back on. Did you get to a few gather round games on the weekend? Just the one, but it was... Uh it's a Crows game, so the one that you were interested in. The most. That's the best one. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. happy with that. But um, I think it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. an absolutely amazing weekend. This like I never seen like Adelaide feel so trendy. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? know, <laughs> like, I know. The, side, the eyes of the like Australia are on. Adelaide. Yeah, it was crazy. What the hell? And just like walking around and just yeah. see like celebrity, like you know, footy players, and Fox Sports commentators, get, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It was just crazy. Like, so, yeah, and it just in close capacity. Like I was just walking around the village and like I look one way and Chris Petrarca's just there. Yeah, yeah, I look yeah, another yeah. way, Ben Cunnington's there. I look another way, Andrew McGrath's yeah. there. Then Jared Waitley just walks past with his kids. Yeah, like, no, it's Eddie crazy. Betts walks past <laughs> in the you know in the Southern Plaza, the Oval, and it's yeah. oh, it's awesome. And yeah. people like discovering that Norwood's a thing and. Yeah, exactly. It's the closest we'll get to like a grand final week sort of vibe, I reckon. Just yeah, with the absolutely. Elder Park looked awesome and yeah. oh, it's just so good for the state. And just, yeah, so good for like kids and family and stuff as yeah, well. Like, accessible yeah. merch was reasonably cheap as well yeah. and stuff like that. And like, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. It felt like they did a, a really good job. Yeah, purely for the fans and it, yeah, really felt that yeah, way. So, definitely. Yeah, And I'm glad we've uh, secured it f- until 2026. Yeah, so. and I mean, it helps when the crows are up and about too. So yeah, I think exactly. it started, I, I, I think that, was a genuinely good thing. Like yeah, if we got the weekend. smacked, yeah, then yeah. It was, oh, might have been a bit more. Might have been a bit different. Yeah, nah, great weekend. Had good fun. I went to the three games. Uh, yeah. I went to the Crows game with you. Oh, to be honest, I went to three games and I barely watched any of them. To be honest, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> well, you can though. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I apologise in advance uh, for um, yeah tonight if my analysis isn't as great as it usually is because uh, yeah it was a kind of um, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a junket a bit of a uh, gathering. The hill will do that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we actually had good seats for the. Yeah, um, yeah. The okay. port game uh, over in the pretty much Sacker members, yeah. like basically where the cricketers walk out. Yep. But uh, and like right in front of Champion Data's box as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, still didn't watch heaps of it. But anyway, oh, well. <laughs> too too busy talking. But yeah, no, great weekend. Um, all right, enough about gather round and not enough making the rest of the country uh, jealous. Yeah. Uh, we'll get stuck into the show. The big thing that happened this week, Tommy, is the uh, the position changes. DPP status. So we'll go through a few of those there. Um, this guy's generally. Too good for the podcast, but we've got to mention him. Ben Keys, he's a podcast favourite. He's been on the show before. Got forward status. How do you reckon that's going to affect things? Um, yeah, well, it certainly makes sense. He's he's un, he's just found himself outside of the midfield this um, this year. Um, I think as a whole, it's better for Adelaide, um, but obviously it affects his scoring a lot. Yeah, he's bloody good up forward. Like he's, he, he, if he doesn't do good. the pressure stuff. He can snag a few goals. He played on Saad and. Um, Smashed no, him, him again. Yeah, like, yeah, he's done it twice now, and because he he's got such a high work rate, yeah, he's one of the hardest workers. In the that he can he runs with Saad when Saad pushes up and attacks like he does, but then he's got the work rate to you know crack a Yui, turn around, and, <laughs> yeah. and he burns him on the way back. So it's, it's, he's 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 been he's actually really important to the Crows. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, like if he didn't have that work rate, probably wouldn't be anywhere near as. Oh no, no, he that's is, his, he needs yeah, it because yeah. he can't kick. We get too hung up on these, but uh, yep. Saligo flat forward status. Uh, I flagged that a couple of weeks ago. He's been starting forward. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about a few other players that have moved to the wing for the Crows later on in the show. But um, Lockie O'Brien's got forward status. I don't know if that helps many people if he can play back on the wing. Uh, eventually, Will Hoskin Elliott gets forward status as well. He's been good when he's on the wing. Jai Caldwell is an interesting one because. Um, Pretty much touted as a as a midfield, you know, a pretty semi permanent role last year. Mm. I know Setterfield's coming to the side. Hobbs yeah. can't even get to the side. So Jai Coldwell can't get in the midfield, but he's probably only one or two injuries away 
or a suspension this week oh, even, of going back into that midfield. And getting and, heaps more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he so is. he's an interesting one, probably worth picking up in your keeper leagues if he's uh, on the outer in a few leagues. Callum Ward will probably be available in a few leagues as well, just given that, uh, yeah, he's a bit older and no one really wants him, so he might not have been drafted and things like that. Lockie Ash was a given. Yeah, um, back to halfback. K's flagged yeah. it was Lockie Ash season. Started slowly but got there in the end. And then Cam McKenzie is a rookie given four status. That was on the cards for a while, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he can play anywhere as well. He's one that could have status on all parts of, apart from Ruck, so yeah, but correct. that's deserved. Yeah, correct. Um, who else have we got there? Curtis Taylor, we talked about, got forward status. Will Phillips getting uh, forward status again. He lost it last year and a few people were dirty on that one, but uh, got it back. Kane Farrell, that was mm. something flag preseason. It was happening in the end of last year, but he got defender status. Hasn't kind of scored as well as I thought he would on nah, the halfback line. I, he's one that I really like as a player, but yeah, I wish he scored more. Poor just aren't fantasy friendly. No. That's the thing. You might no. get Rosie turning up butters and that's about it, really. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll do. Until yeah. Juan France, do you reckon? Oh yeah, Juan France looks like he can score, or he turns it on in the fourth. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. Can, but can he, I think he, in time he'll he'll be a good scorer. But apart from that, it's it's not really. Yeah, no, it's a bit um bit of a oh, yeah, bit of a not a lot going around at Port Adelaide. That's for sure. Miles Bergman, uh, defender status, must have started on the halfback line a bit more than I expected because mm. I didn't really pick up on that one. But he got defender status, so coaches there would be pretty happy with that one. Coaching getting four status is pretty under well, pretty um, what we expected, but needs to get a game, you know, full time first. Nazai Wangani Miller is another one that's uh, probably going to be relevant as a defender now, but that was always on the cards too. Matty Roberts getting forward at Sydney, he should break into the side now, which could be pretty handy. Yeah, a few injuries really helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Caleb Daniel getting a sneaky forward status as well. So yeah. it was midfield talk early in the season. I wasn't really expecting that one to be honest. Yeah, so, no, um, neither. Could be handy. And Jason Johansson got forward status. Uh, which is pretty handy because uh, sorry no you got defender Defense, status sorry yep. defender status um, and yes that's pretty handy oh I guess forward status is always handy his new role makes him handier but uh, yeah so they're the DPPs that um, I think are relevant for keeper leagues because a lot of the other ones are too good for the podcast or mm. yeah um, people have them already but there's a few there that are worth looking at so um, yeah if you own a few of those um, like I'm pretty happy with just like I've got Jordan Dawson um, got mid status just given that we've moved to away from ultimate footy this year where we can't play utilities and we have to field seven midfielders. Just little things like that I find are just super useful. Really handy. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I've got like enough good defenders yeah, but I didn't yeah. have enough good midfielders. Just that flexibility yeah. Is, yeah. is really, it comes up <laughs> It's good at prepping me for next year when uh, Jordan Dawson loses uh, defender yeah. status as well. Yeah, so. well, yeah, it's looking not like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, anyway, too good for the podcast. Won't mention it. But uh, something that isn't too good for the podcast is game day squad. Well, it should be because it's bloody awesome. But uh, yeah, uh, this podcast is proudly brought to you by game day squad uh create coach and compete in fantasy footy um basically you get to open digital packs and get cards to make your team instead of selecting a player from a player's pool and different types of cards are, are worth different kind of amounts of scoring you can get one to 1.5 multiplied their fantasy score uh, on each card get free packs each week for logging in and you can also buy packs and uh, buy them from the transfer market buy players from the transfer market too best thing about it and that makes it most relevant for uh, this podcast is that it's a dynasty format uh, you keep your cards forever so if you get a good young rookie now um, you can use them again in the future you made your team yet Tommy? Uh, I haven't oh, I need to get on to it I need to get on to it the sponsor of the show bud yeah, <laughs> that's alright uh, uh, that's alright at least I'm repping the hat tonight yeah. and, uh, I'm still going each week dropped outside of the top 10 this week down oh, to dear. 11th no oh, good yeah. oh you'll be right. you get back yeah I, I, I admittedly um, I was so worried about my uh, my keeper league teams and stuff on Thursday night oh, no. catching the train in and I was really I was chasing a um, uh, who was I chasing on the transfer market um, oh who was it Sheasel, that's right. Yeah. Um, there was a silver Sheasel on the market, so there was an auction going. So I was like, you know, bidding yeah. on that one. That was right up against lock. I was like, bidded. I won it. 
All right, it cost me 45 bucks, but I got it. <laughs> and then put up my field, didn't think about it, and then realized I forgot to take Doc oh, off no. my field <laughs> while I was doing oh, no. that. So I had a donut yeah, this week. Okay. So yeah, I was so caught up in the uh, getting the train to the uh, to the city and um, get winning this auction that I completely forgot to set my lineup properly. So yeah, that's classic me. My brain doesn't work sometimes. But anyway, that's my hard luck story for the week. Still in the, still in the top 11, so it's fine. All right, uh, create, coach, uh, sorry, create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. Uh, go to gamedaysquad.com.au to join in all the fun there. Let's get stuck into the show, you reckon? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's get into the breakout tracking for this week. Uh, the most relevant names, uh, up-and-coming names of the week, um, and guys that generally look like they're on the, on the rise. Liam Baker is the first one I want to talk about. Uh, he's got 122 points. I'm going to make him too good for the podcast, I think. Yeah. you reckon that's a fair yeah, assessment? Yeah, that's, that's fair, yeah. He's, he's, geez, he can score, can't he? Yeah, and that whole Richmond backline has been pretty fantasy-friendly yeah, this definitely. year. I don't know if it's short being out. Um, I know but Rioli's been really good as well. Um, Vlosten's been kind of doing his thing, like around the mark, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, but Baker's given that he's got four status as well. He's just taking his game to the next level. Absolutely happy, happy to make that one. Too yeah, no, that, that, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll draw a line through him. But um, yeah, super player, really yeah, good. Absolutely. Now I didn't watch too much of the Hawthorne game. Super hungover on Sunday, but uh, <laughs> and had to kind of make up for parenting responsibilities. But uh, James Warple had 114 points. Do you see much of this game? Yeah, oh, I goodness. did a bit, and um, <laughs> I guess um, Will Day being out. Sort of help warp, um, but he can. He's always been able to do this. Like warp he can accumulate. He if can he's do got this. the opportunity. Um, you know, <laughs> what's your what's your gut feel long term if Will Day uh, comes back in? I don't like it, but because yeah. uh, Daisy's, he's probably he'd be up there with leading their best and fairest. Um, yeah. and he looks really good as a midfielder. And so I think I think. Um, yeah, I think the writing might be on the wall for Warpool, but but he can do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame, I guess. There was interesting comments during the week saying that Sam Mitchell was trying to find the balance between him and playing forward. Yeah. So I think I think he's in the best 22. Like, I think he's quite safe. He's good enough. Yeah, I, just, I agree, actually. I just don't think the scoring is going to be at this level when they were the full strength side. Yeah, no, I agree. Not when he's um, on limited mid minutes. And yeah, yeah look, when, like I said, when Day comes back and they've got McKenzie back in there. Yeah, that's and it. He's trying to get games into Ward. And yeah. I think Con McDonald will push up onto a wing in time. Yeah, more yeah. so than half forward. And yeah, they're, they're just better ball users than Warple, yeah. to be honest. Warple will pop every now and then when they rest someone, that yep. sort of stuff. But I think, but the, th- the lucky thing is we might get full status out of him yep. eventually as well. Unless so someone like Newcomb goes down or with an yep. injury or something like Correct. that, I think. Yep. All right, we'll move on to Jacob Hopper. I'm going to make this too good for the podcast. He really should be a back-to-the-podcast candidate. But anyway, well, sorry, from last year. But uh, 111 points. He just goes at this kind of level. Like, he, he'll put out scores of this. He'll go around that near 100 mark, I reckon 95 to you know 105 kind of mark for yep. the season. So happy to make Jake... Jacob Hopper, too good for the podcast. Uh, you didn't head to you didn't head to Nord on the Friday, did you? I didn't. I sort of wish I did. Yeah, I watched um, a bit of this game. Jack Lacocious um, is a player I want to talk about. 111 points. He just was marking everything early on. He only kicked one goal. So yeah, early on yeah. he was absolutely dominant. Yeah, and, and I think, I don't think he's dominant. I don't think I've seen him dominate like that since he's been in the AFL system. Yeah. He did it all the time at junior level, but just marking everything, setting up the play um, from from sort of. Um, around the arc and oh he was awesome he can do this though like he's he's a freakish talent um it's just whether there's the i guess the consistency in his game yeah the, the, the thing i take away from this is you get a key forward that can score 111 points yeah. with only kicking one goal well that doesn't happen very often no it doesn't and he, it's because of his um he does have a high work rate and he's um capable of like sort of 
Nick Rewell-esque sort of getting right up the ground, taking his marks and coming back the other way. Yep. But it's really encouraging to see that he can score that well without needing a big bag of goals. Yeah, and I think having a bit of support with King up there as well, like it really helps him out to kind of get up that ground a little bit more. They, they still run him up. To, like he'll kick a goal and still line up on the wing on the next like Absolutely. stuff like that. So that sort of stuff happens all the time with him as well. Um, don't think he's going to be, you know, 100 plus averager ever like Rewell was. But I reckon he could be one of the like he could be the best key forward yeah, in the game like I'd in terms agree. of fantasy yeah like, I would agree yeah. I think he has the capacity 70, to like score. 80 yeah. 80 like a Jeremy Cameron type thing eventually yeah. like could actually get to that level I reckon um, even though Cameron's going fucking huge this year <laughs> but anyway uh, one of your boys the fog five goals is that his first game back this week uh, it was yeah yeah a so couple of weeks injury. off with yep. a little knee five injury. goals 109 points you'd be pretty happy with that God, he's good isn't he he's kind of kind of like Lukosius but kind of not I think he can be a good I think he's going to be a good averaging um, key forward as well but yeah. it's going to be three goals. Like yeah, he, yeah. He'll no, kick I, bags. I yeah. was just going to say, yeah. I think he does need rely on goals more so yeah, than way more. someone like Luco. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he'll be up there for the Coleman this year. You know? Yeah. Five goals on return. I think he hit three in the last, um, sort of junked it up a bit. Any player that you can kind of – he's one of those players that you can really back their leg – when they have a yeah, shot, you know uh, what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, you feel safe, yeah, don't yeah. you? And like, even like Tex is pretty similar. Like yeah, that. He's, yeah, been a really good, he's been a pretty good fantasy scorer throughout his career as well. He's the perfect mould to take over. I think Tex might be done by the end of the year as well. So like, yeah, there should be a lot more opportunity. Probably, if not this one, then definitely next, next year. Next one, yeah. Um, which is a bit sad. End of an era. So yeah. Um, but anyway, well, I think I think Fog is. But one I think, you can pick I think up now. Fog's he's gone past Tex, so um, it, that's been really good. That's really pleasing from a Crows perspective. Yeah, and if the Crows are on the rise, getting a good supply to him and stuff like that, then absolutely yeah, should be you know trending upwards definitely. Um, Chase Jones, hundred eight points, back to back tons. I think that is. So he's got a bit of a new role on the wing. What did you make of his game? Yeah, so came on as a sub um, in the showdown and made a real big impact straight away, which is awesome. And he sort of haven't hasn't stopped since then. Um, playing on a wing now. He's attacking the ball super hard. He's always been. He's always been. You know, he's, he's not a big bodied. Yeah. Um, but he's always um, attacked the ball super hard. Well, that's and what and I noticed on Friday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And now he's he's getting the confidence in himself, and he's yeah. actually winning more of the ball because as a junior, he was really prolific. Admittedly, played a lot of um, games in Tassie, but he was that was his um, one of his big strengths. His he ball just winning. looked hungrier than yeah, he like is, his, his opponent. That's and, for sure. And I think the next step will be using the ball a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, he just is. He looks. He looks really hungry. Doesn't Would he? you say he's playing for his career a bit yeah, as well? well? I think so, so. Yeah, yeah. So I think so. It's probably doing him the world like good. That him kind of and McHenry, really, the pressure. They're both first round picks. Yeah, yeah. The pressure's really on, and um, they've both performed really, really well. Yeah, good to see. Nick should be wrapped with that. Yeah, and given that, given that he's got a role on the wing, I know he's been thrown around a bit. I think he's got defender status in. Yeah, yeah. Last in, year he, he spent a lot of time as a sort of lockdown defender. Yeah, um, but they've. I think the wing looks like his spot. I yeah. think that's been a, a problem with Chase is that because he can play anywhere, um, or although he can play anywhere, he hasn't really nailed down one spot. And yeah. I think the wing might be his. It fits him. Like, yeah, it just pushed Salego probably down a little bit. It but. probably pushes Salego down. Um, and the other thing that should push him down is Shoals form. He's been pretty good Yeah, that's too. true. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, and it probably means Mitch Hinge plays more defence. Which is um, probably good for him, really. Which could be good for him, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So. A lot of things fall into place for a lot of like, Crows players with like Hinge, with Dawson going into the midfield. Yeah. Like, it's kind of affecting, it's giving everyone like a positive bump. It's kind of working And I well. think, to be honest, the real reason behind this is the form of Max Michelani. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. He's yeah. allowed he's allowed them to do, to push Dawson up um, and, and to get Chase Jones on a wing and whatnot. And it's, it sort of allows for all that, facilitates all that. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it is sort of falling into place for, for guys like Chase Jones. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was saying um, saying the other night that Michael Annie is um, Thursday night when I was just talking shit all game. Uh, essentially, just saying yeah. he's probably the, one of the most underrated, well, probably the most underrated draft pick yeah. of last year. The way he's kind of come on, and even Absolutely. from a fantasy perspective, he's good in sixties most week. Like, yeah, especially actually, in the classic formats. Like, yeah, you're pretty I into that. knew he'd be good. Um, yeah. But I didn't know he'd be this good at this early and score as well as he is. Not that he's, you know, setting the world a lot, but yeah. um, and he's a rising star for this week. So oh, that's, good. that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah. More so because of his um, first five weeks more so than yeah. last round. Yeah, but, that's it. Um, that the happens. bullet past the text inside 50 was oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that was awesome. That was sensational. Uh, moving on to Connor Nash. He was tagging uh, Tom Green on the weekend, who's unfortunately been rubbed out this week. But he scored 104 points in doing so. Uh, I had a, we had a question later on, is he worth owning? Um, and I think he is just for like streaming or maybe loopholing on, you know, starting on the bench. Yeah. He's one I picked up really late in our draft just because I found like the midfielders, the personally for my team as well, just the midfielders dried up in our draft really quickly. Um, and I just know he's a player that's going to play each week. And yeah, he, can he is. Pop every he looks like then, he's so. got really good. He's almost one that you think could miss out, but I think yeah. he's got pretty good job security in there. Basically, him and McGuinness are the two like nullifiers, the yeah. callers, the taggers, whatever you want to yeah. call them. Um, but... We saw McGinnis go out the side this week. So maybe Nash is the number one guy in there these days. And I, I think if that's so. the case, like he could get a bit of a bump if he's doing the sole tagging role and not splitting it or, you know, not sharing it type of thing. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on Connor Nash because he's in the midfield and he's doing the right things uh, for his team. Wayne Miller, uh, to be honest, don't remember a lot about his game, but had 94 points. What was your what was your yeah, make of it? He got more of the ball this game than he has in the past. Um, I think the thing with Wayne is like, the bloke missed like two years of footy. So he's. Mm. he's um, you know, injuries has been the only thing stopping him from being one of the game's like best halfbacks, in my opinion. Um, and we're finally seeing him sort of build that consistency and I think um, confidence in himself again. Yeah. Um, but 94 is a great return from him. I probably wouldn't expect it every week, but um, he's definitely one of the better ball users um, across halfbacks. So I think, you know... Um, a decent average is is you could expect that from him. Yeah, nah, yeah. Like I'd like to see him do it again, like back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's definitely a potential. He always has. Always has. That's yeah. it's never been a question of potential yeah. with him. It's it's all about consistency. Yeah, if he does it again next week, he'll have my attention. I reckon. Um, a player that's always had my attention, and it's good to see him finally put up a good score. That's Braden Campbell, ninety-one points. This game was a bit weird. Like just every halfback flanker, or you know, everyone in the defence really for Sydney. Mm. Just kind of went big, like <laughs> so. Did. Uh, Lloyd, I think, had ninety nine or ninety eight. Blakey, Blakey had like ninety four or something. And then Braden Campbell also had ninety one. So they're three kind of rebounding, you know, half to half backs. Um, yeah, all scored pretty well. So he's a kid that I've just always had in high regard, and yeah. I think it's it's just good to see him finally get a game. He's only going to get better, I think. Yeah, it's funny because um, Eric Gordon was in the same draft, and yeah, you're right. Um, Taken after him, Campbell got picked way before yeah, him. Yeah, that's uh, right. Well, well before him. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually good to see, and obviously we know what Golden's done, but it's good to see Campbell starting to hit his stride as well. Was Campbell always touted for that halfback role? Is he more of a midfielder as a junior? Uh, more Can't of a midfielder. Yeah, okay. Um, so it probably took him a while to redevelop. But, and- but could always play halfback because he's such a nice kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah, that was the so uh, both Gordon and Campbell are elite kicks. Yeah. So um, yeah, good you know, he's always been able to play that role. We just played more as a midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Braden Campbell, we did that one. Jermaine Jones for West Coast. Now, it's just good to see him get some consistency in a role on that half-back line. I think Hunt has been really good for him just playing on that wing. Then he just goes into defence and kind of racks up back there. Um, the one thing I've kind of flagged, and I heard he had a bit of a 
groin complaint later, but Elliot Yo is still playing really low time on ground. I'm not sure if he's injured again. I think I might have heard that somewhere today, either that or mistaken. Oh, probably. Yeah, know him. But that's the only thing I'm flagging because I was worried about Witherden coming back this week and then I was like, no, that didn't really affect him. But then, yeah, Yo. It depends where Yo plays as well. If he ever gets fit, like he might just go back in the midfield. I don't really know, but yeah. I think you can ride the Jermaine Jones wave at yeah. the moment, and it's positive to see like these guys scoring well in games where they just got flogged as well. Yeah, the thing about him is I think they genuinely look for him coming out of half back, yeah, which is really yeah. a positive yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, like he's obviously he's a line breaker. Can yeah, use he is. He's got yeah. speed and he, he uses the ball pretty well. So yeah. they clearly have, you know targeted him um, when they exit. Um, Defensive 50, so I think that's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Ned Reeves at Hawthorne. He had 86 points. Just actually good to see one of those rucks put up a decent score for a change. Um, again, I didn't see a heap of this game, but uh, I know that, yeah, he just seemed to get a few kicks and touches around the ground, I think, and uh, to go with his kind of hit outs that he's generally pretty good with in winning because he's just given he's a freak of nature in terms of height. I think he's the equal tallest player that in the competition. So. Massive. I only think Mason Cox, I think, is the same size as him. So, yeah, um, yeah. Just good to see one of these Hawthorne Rocks actually do something. Would I expect it each week? Absolutely not. Probably should be a tip of the cap. But given that Ned Reeves is my boy over uh, Meek and Lynch, because that's what Dossie and Kays love, um, <laughs> Ned Reeves is my boy, uh, I felt like I should get him in the podcast this week. So, you know, well done, Reevesy. Uh, Lockie Ash, too good for the podcast, I think. You agree? Yeah, 100%, especially. And, you know, that's his spot across halfback. Yeah, now, it's so just so it's good, good to see him. finally put him oh, in that spot as well. Like, it's taken Oh, how many years? Well, I think he got in the Couple first season, second season. Yeah. They didn't, and then they put him straight back there. And he's yeah, he started there, I think, yeah. and then um, got moved around and uh, half-backs his spot. They've got a good half-back line. Absolutely, with uh, yeah, coming back there too. It's funny, like, it's like he fit the mould for the third-year breakout perfectly. Like, it's just he knew it was going to happen. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I felt it, it felt it was anyway. No, he is a gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like we I said, haven't seen the best of him. Nah, either. absolutely not. And yeah, good. And then I think yeah, Whitfield's back there as well too. So yeah, like, he's, it's kind of good that they're all scoring pretty well back that's there. That's a bloody good halfback. Yeah, that's another one that got DPP this week, but obviously too good for the podcast. Sam Draper, eighty-two points. Now is he back? Was he ever there? I don't really know. Oh, we brought him off for a while. He kicked three, I think. So he's playing more forward. Probably elevated his score a little bit. Having um, Phillips, yeah, that's the thing. Having Phillips in there is not great, I think, for rucking. Yeah, but for his ruck scores. And I don't. Can we rely on him to kick three? No, no, you week? can't. Uh, well, I think he'll kick more goals this year. Yeah, but I don't think he, he can only kicked one one last week, and I think one goal one, I think last week, and he turned up. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it depends who gets the lion's share of the ruck. But I felt like he was more forward this he week was than Phillips forward. was. Yeah, so. He definitely was more yeah. forward. Yeah. Ah, um, uh, so the watch is still on, but it's encouraging for owners anyway. Like people probably been waiting for him to, uh, yeah, pop a little bit and do some yeah, things. If so. you own him, you'd be, you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, very sits at the moment. Absolutely, especially with Peter Wright out. Um, Mitch Hinge We talked about him before But yeah that I reckon that On the weekend Was the solid I've seen The Crows defence In like the last Three years Yeah structurally They yeah, look yeah. really good They yeah. were chopping Everything off um, Rebounding well And just using The ball well As well So everyone really Played their part Super well um, Hinge is one of them We talked about Dawson going back Into the midfield Really benefits Mitch Hinge As well Like I think he can go That high 70s Low 80s average If everything falls Into place this season Yeah I, I see that as well and You reckon um, he's locked In your best 22 He's played every yeah, game he is, he, 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 Yeah he has Yeah um, yeah, I think he's locked in the best 22 because he, he's quite flexible. He can lock down, but then he can be more attacking as well. So um, I think he he sort of um, can play on smalls and talls too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he's pretty pretty he's pretty he's safe in the best 22. Yeah, I think so too. And, yeah, always another one that's played that fantasy game pretty well. Um, it's good just to see him finally do it. Hunter Clark, 78 points. Like, it's, it's not bad. But do we want to see more from Hunter Clark at this stage of his career? 
Yeah, he's a, he's a top 10 pick. Yeah, it's crazy because like they're playing some very fantasy-friendly football as well as St. Kilda. I think we established this last week. We went, Kaz and I went through the numbers. They are like the, the best-scoring fantasy side in the competition. Now, admittedly, they had a pretty easy draw to start off with. Come up, it's probably their first real test this week. And um, yeah, got well. They were dead, they held their own really in the end. They ended oh, they, down by they, a goal. Yeah, they're probably just beaten for a touch of class, maybe. Yeah, uh, but that they'll be around the mark. They look pretty good with um, Jack Steele coming this week. I'm not sure if that hurts Clark a bit, pushes him further back in probably the midfield. Probably does. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we talked about this last week. Like it's really good to see Hunter Clark getting games, consistent run, not getting injured. But I, I don't know if I'm being too harsh. Do you think I'm being too harsh by wanting more? No, I, I remember watching him in his juniors and he was yeah. gun. Him and Caulfield yeah. got picked back to back. Caulfield's the one that's just fallen and off the run. I, I know he's coming back that, from... Uh, imagine, if, imagine if those two lived up to their potential. Yeah. You know, he'd be looking at top four for St. Kilda. And I still have faith that they will. It's just, I don't know. Is it fourth or fifth year for Clark and Caulfield? Oh, uh, he'd be up there. Fifth, I, think, I reckon. I reckon they were drafted 2017. Yeah. So, um, be waiting for it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, saving out like it's not a bad score. That's the thing. So it's okay. Given he's got, does he have no? He does. He doesn't have defender status, does he? This year, I think it's just mid only. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, a bit of an issue. Uh, and Mitch Owens is a player I absolutely love. Um, still probably didn't have his best game in a, in a game that they lost, and still scored seventy seven points. And he's averaging well in the eighties at the moment. Uh, I, not sure if I can make him too good for the podcast just yet, but he's not far off. No, I'd, I'd hold. At- on, off on that at the moment but yeah geez and he's playing really really well it looks like he's really benefited from Ross Lyon um, yeah. and the way they play just re- <laughs> falls into his hands um, wait till he plays more midfield minutes I think he's going to be really good yeah no really good player um, we'll move on to some rookies uh, these are the guys guys we just have not rookie price like in AFL Fantasy Classic just guys that have played only a handful of games or whatever but um, Mateus Philippou starting to get a few more midfield minutes Around the ground. It seems to be just playing higher up the ground as well, like away from goals. And yeah, I think out. they've just pushed him up. Yeah. Um, maybe looks like he's playing more on the ball. Yeah. Um, he's, I know he got three centre bounces, I think. Yeah. He got a few last week That's as well, great. So. It's good to see because yeah. he can do that. And I think he's played his best footy as a midfielder. But um, well, We've well, immediately seen his scoring go up though as well. Yeah, yeah. last week and the 70 this week. It's been good. Oh, he's a, he's an absolute gun. Yeah. Um, it's great to see him playing so well in the big stuff. So, um, because there was, I guess there was a bit of pressure on him because he did talk himself up a little yeah, bit. Absolutely, yeah. So it is. He's actually following it up. He's a gun. So good on him. Mm. It's interesting that yeah, players like that can talk themselves up or whatever. But um, he's actually following it up. So uh, yeah. good on him. Player player refuses an ice bath and goes climbing. He gets booed all the time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, but uh, we won't go into that. Uh, I've already had a big enough crack. That's a discussion on Twitter. for another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough crack at games because I believe it's his fault. But anyway, um, Bailey Humphrey. Um, look, we've seen two games from him now. Not scoring the best, but. He's a player that I just think he's he he looks a lot better than his scoring suggests at the moment. You're a bit of a you're a rookie expert, so what do you think of Bailey Humphrey? Yeah, I I just hope that Gold Coast leave him in the side. Like obviously they're not getting the wins at the moment, yeah, but that's um, Stewie Juice's fault. So it's all I good. hope I hope they just give him give him a good run because obviously 29 points isn't great, but yeah, he he, he genuinely looks better than that. Um, I think you know Gold Coast they're not going to be playing finals again. Let's be honest. So no. um. Get games into these guys. He, he's a really good player, sort of a, a mid forward type. Um, they just, I hope they stick with him for a, a decent amount of time. Don't just give him one week here and there. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Like, yeah, like I said, looks way better than he's scoring. Um, there was just a few good things that he did. I think did he kick a goal? Or he, yeah. he had a couple of good passages. Yeah, a um, couple of good moments. Um, you know, and they won't r- reflect massively on the score sheet, but um, you know, he, he's better than yeah, he's better than what that suggested. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aaron Cabin also debuted. Pretty standard for a young key forward, do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure really what we could expect from him. Um, he did actually play a lot of wing as a junior. Well, a little bit of wing as a junior, but yeah. not a lot. Um, so I was interested to see what role they'd play him in. But yeah, as a forward on debut, he kicked, kicked a, goal, a goal, which is yeah. good. Yeah, um, But it, like Humphrey, I hope they stick with him um, because he's a pick one for a reason. So get games into him. It did, oh, I think... He, did Himmelberg go back again in this game? Took a well, they threw him back late because yeah, he touched it on yeah, the yeah. line. So, so. I missed the end of this game, but that's yeah. right. Yeah, I do remember them people talking about that. So but he, he also he was a forward. He took a great grab, which kicked yeah, um, that's hit right. the lead. Did so it at both ends. Did, did, did everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The swing man. But uh, that could be, that could be someone if Cadman does lock down a spot. It could free him up with Hogan in there as well. So one to monitor if they do keep playing Cadman, they might opt to use him as a, Himmelberg as a swing man again. So yeah, just keep that in your uh, in your. In your top pocket, I guess. Um, and Ned Long and Seamus Mitchell. Um, I think Seamus Mitchell took a few kick-ins, I reckon. And Ned Long, what do you make of his game? Yeah, decent. Um, I think 63 is a pretty good score from yeah. uh, from Ned Long. So On yeah, debut. and um, and Mitchell as well. Um, yeah. that's, that's pretty decent. Good start. So um, yeah, yeah, nice start to their careers. Yeah, I think Mitchell so too. is a nice kick. So um, I didn't see heaps of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really but, notice either of them, but yeah. I only watched the first half anyway. So that didn't yeah. Really help. So yeah. um, but that's that's good scoring, um, especially um given their lack of games so far. so yeah, yeah, keep an eye on them too as well. Could be something there for the future. Um, guys that have come back to the pod this year, Braden Maynard, <clears throat> sorry, he's the only one I've got on my list this week. But uh, he looks like he's kind of back to – He's never been a huge scorer, but he's always been like a consistent. It's not really his game, is it? It's not. Yeah. Really, he's not. All, he's not going to be a massive scorer. Um, he's more of an. He, I mean, he's probably the definition of an impact player. Yeah, um, he's got quite a, honest. He's got a good kick. Every really. time he goes, oh, he yeah. does. He's, he's, a, he's a really good user. Um, yeah, Collingwood have got heaps of good users, but he's one of them. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a massive scorer. Um, yeah. yeah, like he said, he never sort of has been. But if he can, he has been an eighty average before. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's enough to make you too good for the podcast. Yeah, and I think he can probably get back to that, but it won't be much more than that no I think his ceiling there's others with much higher ceilings yeah. but he's a damn good player and he's the type of player that plays his role more so than being me me yep. me like he's been touted yep. as like a future captain as yeah, well super like, role thing, so. or a task oriented yeah, yeah. isn't he yeah. yeah so I think that was even talking to become captain this year before um, Darcy um more got it so he does look yeah. like a lead by example type yeah, operator absolutely um oh, we'll get stuck into more of the show in a second but i'll just take a moment to thank our members uh yeah if you want to support the show um you can do so by becoming a member of the podcast uh managed to uh, meet one of the members on the weekend at the gather round uh patty so if you listen mate Thanks for uh, hanging out on the weekend, having a few beers. <laughs> you know, yeah, few was probably an understatement, but anyway. Um, Hopefully he remembers you, man. Yeah, I think he, he would. Yeah, I think he tweeted something That's about good. it. That's Took good. Took a shocking photo of me and Dossie well and truly oh, ticking. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, if you do sign up as a member, uh, yeah, you'll get sent a bounce of tenants numbers. So look at some trends there. Um, some kicking numbers, state league fantasy scores. Um, you also get access to the breakout tracker, which is getting updated a lot earlier in the week this year, thanks to uh, some simplifying of the code by me. So, yeah, it's made my life a lot easier. So, yeah, um, you can check all those out on our website if you become a member. And each week we do read out some gold members. Now, these names actually look quite easy to pronounce, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Tommy. Yeah, if you want to read out the gold members' let's names? Let's go. So, thank you to Kane Russell, Ryan Scully, Peter Newman, Newman sorry, Jason Beck, Andrew Kenny, Steve Canton, Ashley Woods, Craig, McK- Craig Mackay, 
Peter Stone and Michael Hunt. I think that one's McKay, only because McKay? I know, only because I know him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would have said McKay otherwise as well. And uh, Michael Hunt actually put his name down as Mike. Mike. Uh, yeah, so okay. <laughs> don't read that in full. We'll, but, uh, we'll go with Michael. Oh, yeah, I changed it to Michael, so we didn't have to say that on the podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks heaps Jeez, for those. You've yeah. saved me there. That could have yeah. been horrible. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's his real name somehow. I think he just wants us to read it out in the podcast. But we're too good for you there, Mike. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, if you can't uh, sign up as a member, that's all good. Uh, yeah, you can support us in other ways. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Retweet our stuff, share it around. Uh, all that sort of stuff helps as well. All right, we're going to move on to some consistent players. Uh, these are guys that are probably never going to be too good for the podcast, but are super handy to own. Tom Papley. What a performance. Did you watch the game? How good was he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was back to vintage Papley, wasn't yeah. it? I just love how hard he celebrates. The oh, he kicks loves it. No one loves yeah. a goal more than... Oh, nah. Mateus Phillippe likes a goal, yeah, but Papley yeah. set the bar pretty high. So he kicks six goals in this game. Anytime someone kicks six goals, they're going to score pretty well. Um, if Sydney are going to rise back up, I guess, it's going to be three guys like Tom Papley performing yeah. well. So hopefully um, that's a sign of something to come. But uh, yeah, pretty happy with that one. Now, Joe Danaher, I, I couldn't really put him in the breakout tracking because he's a bit older, but he's way more than a tip of the cap. So Joe Danaher, 120 points, five goals. Just... Super encouraging to see him score away from the Gabba because I don't think he's put up a good score. I think he's either been huge at the Gabba and trash everywhere else. I yeah, he co- he's copped it lately, hasn't he, for yeah. um, some of the performances? Yeah, but, or just some of the but it is good to, tax, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is good to see him kick, you know, a nice bag of five and score really, really well. So I think he had 100 last week or 90 something last week, 120 this week, and I think he had an 80 plus score in round two as well yeah so like I credit said, where it's due you know, he copped it so but he's returned really really yeah. well I think the thing with Brisbane though as well they had some really tough matchups to begin with and now they're kind of established themselves a bit like, and they were pretty inconsistent with their performances as well I think they're on a bit of a roll now they and, smashed North yeah and I think they are going to be a contender when push comes to shove at the end of the year they've got the finals experience they're going to make the finals again well they should make the finals again this year and I think that people, if they're going to start kind of getting on a roll now, I think it's going to be three players like Joe Danaher yeah, coming good. Hipwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Gunston was out this week, which might have helped a little bit less attention. But I think sometimes he's good to take attention off them as well. So there's two ways you can look at that, I guess. But um, yeah, Joe Danaher, I think he's going to be a pretty handy player for, for coaches this year. Yep, yep. I agree. Um, Josh Battle had 117 points. Uh, it took 13 marks, which is always yeah. going to help your fantasy that's unreal, score. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. I think he is a player that is going to be like week-to-week proposition depending on opposition sides and what roles they have to play. I know that Collingwood have a pretty undermanned um, forward line at the moment. Well, I guess McStay went down, which really helped out, and so that probably allowed him to Yeah, they've got a couple of injuries as well. Yeah. And plus one of them sort of has to play as a ruckman at the yeah, moment. Yeah, correct, so. correct. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, McStay got injured. And then I think when Mason Cox comes back, he's going to be a full-time ruck. He won't be playing yeah. up forward as well. But, yeah, so Collingwood are battling a little bit in that forward department, which may have helped him a little bit. Um, I guess they're just battling in the bigs department, really. Um, so, but, yeah, still got the win on the weekend, obviously. But I think that was the factor as to why Josh Battle scored so well. Like I said, week-to-week proposition. If a matchup is favourable to him, he's definitely a player that can score pretty well. Oh, he's he's got a really high ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. Takes kick-ins as well yep. and stuff like that. So, yep. gets a few extra points that way. Can Massive take a mark. tank. Yeah, yeah yep. absolutely. And we've seen in the past, I like, can play a lot of different roles. Like, he's still yep. played on the wing and can play wing. stuff like that. Yeah, so. Drafted as a forward. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Now, again, he's going to have different roles week to week, and it's going to be hard to get some consistency, but has some potential there. Now, I think this is wrong because I've got Callum Wilkie here as 87 points, but I think that is a lot more than that. I'll double check what it was. I think it was 100 plus, and I think I'm pretty sure from memory, Wilkie has had three tons in a row. So, let me just double check because I've definitely written down the wrong score here, I reckon. 
Callum Wilkie. Where yeah. are you? What do you have? 117. 117 yeah, I don't know how that's I got that wrong. Um, but yeah, so that's three in a row. That's automatic. Too good for the podcast. Yeah, so. that's that's awesome. I mean, he's come so far. I remember From watching North him Adelaide. as a Northman. <laughs> yeah, I remember him um, helping us win the flag. And um, Oh, you're a Northman, eh? Yeah. I thought you were a Glenelg man for some nah, reason. No, everyone thinks that. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, I have a lot of, um, a few friends that play for Glenelg and whatnot yeah. and living down that way. So, yeah. But yeah, North Adelaide fan. Um, yeah. And, you know, seeing Wilkie win the flag in um, 2018 and then in the side be like Rosie yeah, yeah. and Boyd Woodcock yep. and now <laughs> he's you know skipper the well, he's captain on the weekend yeah um, the Saints you know he's ever since he's made the AFL he's just looked so at home yeah commands the back line and oh, he's a gun really last year I was talking up his consistency but he's actually built that fantasy ceiling and a lot of it's to do with the way St Kilda are playing um, they tend to rely on kind of chopping out the footy on that half back line yeah they cut it off before it gets deep yeah exactly and then they try to attack from there but I think a lot of the time on the weekend he was like the last line of defence and when the play kind of comes back really quickly there's often that bomber into the forward line because there's just nothing there yeah the chaos yeah Yeah, he was just there to kind of cut it off each time so that was the kind of way they were playing and he was the designated guy to actually do that. Yeah. So um, it, it's really positive signs for his role. So I'm happy to make Wilkie Tigger for the podcast. It's a good story. Yeah. Might come back at some stage. Great but, story. Uh, we'll make him 2G4P for now. 300, three tons in a row. You can't really ignore that. So yeah, well done to Wilkie there. Apologies for getting your score wrong there. Ryan Burns, oh, he should be in the breakout track. I don't know why I've got him down here, but he had 86 points. Um, I think he's a player that I want to make too good for the podcast as well, just given the way he's scoring. He's got forward status. Um, playing on the wing, just winning a heap of the footy, putting up some reasonable scores from yep. week to week. So another one I'm pretty happy with. I don't think many people are going to be giving him up. One thing I will say is he could be a sell-high candidate given that he probably won't have forward status next year. So like, do you think he's got another level to go in his scoring? What's your take? Yeah, look, I didn't see him much as a junior, but I, from what I heard, he was a pretty decent scorer. And I think, yeah, he's one that's benefiting from Ross Lyon's system. Yeah. Um, looks like he's, yeah, he's really found – he's nailed his spot um, – in the side, he's sort of he's not a no name, but I guess not many people would know much about him. No. Um, but he's scoring really, really well. If you're um, a diehard fantasy, a lot of people brought him in a couple of years ago when he debuted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 And then he went out there and this week, so then, everyone yeah. hated him. <laughs> yeah. But he is he's genuinely showing um, he can yeah. find find the ball. So um, it I'm is just, good to yeah, see. I'm just not sure if his role is going to have um, like that wing role is just going to have that ceiling. That's all. Yeah. So okay. maybe is like he might be an 80 average mid going forward you know what I mean so that's just one thing to think about you might be able to sell like even higher or get a really good deal for him this year while he's got four status that's the only thing I'm thinking but yeah like he's going to be a good one for the future anyway Uh, Jake Waterman starting to put a few good performances together here and there Um, kicked four goals on the weekend kind of playing as that third leading target up forward um, but was the I guess got off the chain the most out of um, him and uh, Darling and uh, was the other Oscar Allen uh, Allen. yeah so he just performed pretty well I think and Oscar Allen, I think, put up a good score. Yeah, he got he 96 did, yeah. points as well. So some of those young forwards at West Coast, given in a game that was, yeah, that convincingly beaten, still scored pretty well. Though. So there's some good signs there. Yeah, they're not getting much crack, like yeah. not the best opportunities. Um, the yeah. board move, it's not great, but they're making the most of it. I mean, eight goals between your two key forwards or two of your, your main key forwards is a really good return. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be consistent enough to like field with confidence for a while, but they're the type that you could stream if they have an early game or whatever, even though West Coast seem to play every Sunday afternoon. Yeah, they're more free or Saturday night yeah so yeah um, but yeah so either or like they're the type that you could actually get a decent score when they kick a few goals with so yeah um, 
Daniel Howe has always been a consistent type player. Um, 88 points, gets that outside role uh, at North Melbourne now. is doing pretty well at Hawthorne. It's actually kind of surprising that they dropped him, but when you think of the players that Hawthorne traded away and got rid of, it's probably not that surprising. But um, he's playing his role at North Melbourne, and I think he's a mid-only this year, so it's not yeah. amazing, but pretty handy M7 type thing, your last midfielder if you've got him, that's for sure. He's obviously one of Clarko's favourites as well. Oh, that's why he's brought him across. Brought him across, him and Shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. Uh, and last one on this list is uh, Will Snelling. So he had 90 points. A couple of years ago, he was very, very close to getting 2G4P status, I think. He was uh, scoring pretty well. Plays that pressure forward role pretty well and gets large tackle numbers. That's on the weekend. So Yeah, his tackling's always, he's always been a massive yeah, tackler. And that's um, where his points that's come from. 100%. Yeah. You know, 40 of his 90 points are coming from tackles. Yeah. So Yeah. It will hinder his kind of like if the ball's not in the forward line a lot or, you know, he doesn't get on the end of a couple of goals or whatever. Yeah, where's he his scoring few, come from? Yeah, yeah, he does kind of get a few low scores. But looking at Essendon, awesome win on the weekend. Um, a very unexpected win as well. So, yeah, look, he might be in the side for a while and they might be going okay. The yeah, ball going credit the to line, Essendon. So. Yeah. Jeez, they look all right. It's just crazy what a new coach can do. Doesn't yeah. It? You know, look at them. Look Absolutely. at Ross Lyon. Look at Craig McRae the week before. Yeah. Ken Hinkley, you're on notice, mate. But uh, no, I can't complain too much. When has he not been on notice? Ken's getting the wins at the moment, so I don't know. Let it go. Um, tip of the caps. So these are the guys who scored well but don't expect it uh, regularly. Oh, Lockie Shorts had back-to-back hundreds too, but I just don't – I don't know. Like, Gold Coast, like, it's one of the only teams I've seen, like a forward, like, for the free or forward line get off the chain against, really. So even though it was a, it was a um, – it was a tight game in the end. It, it was really like, good. It felt like the forwards were just scoring pretty freely for uh, Fremantle. So yeah, 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 and they've they've been criticised. Um, you know, I feel like for the longest time, Freo's never had a decent forward. Line. Nah, I've never been massive. Sc- yeah, yeah, they haven't had one the um, replacement. Schultz is a, is a really good player. If he's playing in Victoria, probably gets more credit. Yeah, for absolutely. Winning. Oh yeah, very important for their system. He is. Yeah, sure. he's very important. He's always been a favourite of this podcast because yeah, we just don't think he's ever going to quite get there. But uh, yeah, good enough. Um, Connor Arden had 103 points. Didn't see. Heap of this game, but uh, like he's played the halfback line, and like like we were talking about before, it's a pretty fantasy friendly line because oh, we've seen even like Nick Haynes score pretty well. So this many week points, yeah, 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 absolutely. How many it, points are that? Is that GWS backline scoring? Yeah, so if I you've got s- a, yeah, I can even Sam Taylor was hauling in the marks early. Well, he's shown potential in the past, yeah. he does take a few grabs back he there, does, he's probably so. one of the better, uh, taller defenders back there, fantasy yeah. wise. But uh, yeah, if you look at the if you look at the numbers, so I guess coming at 113, Iden had 103, Whitfield had 86, Ash had 83, uh, Sam Taylor had 77. 77. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's quite a few. And Nick Haynes was probably the the loser this week. He didn't score as well, but still scored 72. So, so as a as a back six or whatever it yeah, is, yeah. That, that's. That's awesome score. Yeah, so you can kind of play those GWS defenders with a bit of confidence. Yeah, I think one of them is going to, you know, at least a couple are going to score pretty well. Let's say they were playing Hawthorne though as well. So yeah, maybe that's something yeah, to do with true. it. Yeah, <laughs> true. not going to turn every week. Is yeah, it? nah. So probably a tip of the cap there. Same with Duday. Um, depends what role he's playing, but like I said, those that Crows backline was the best I've ever seen it. We've seen it since probably 2018, something. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, they've scored pretty well. So. Um, yeah, Duday, you know, if he doesn't have to completely lock down and can manage to get oh. a few marks and things like that. Thank it, God he's not having to play a key role. Exactly. But, I, I mean, it'll only take an injury to Butts or Murray, and he, he probably will be. Yeah, um, not fantasy relevant at all, but Murray's actually been pretty pretty good this year. Oh, he's been great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I still reckon Butts is playing a little bit injured, but Murray's been amazing, really, yeah. really good. Kind of come out the blocks. And that's, yeah, that's helped Duday as well. So he might be a streaming option, but at the moment I'm still tipping the cap. Same with Eric Hipwood, like four goals versus North Melbourne. Like, at least with Danaher, we've seen a few other big scores, like, around him. Yeah. I think with that one, we just want to see a bit more consistency with uh, Eric Hipwood. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Jaden Laverty, 92 points. Um, I think they took out a key... 
Melbourne took out a key forward. They took out Ben Brown, didn't they? Like replacement because they thought it was going to be wet or something. Yeah. Yep. And I think that helped. And it was. Yeah. Well, it was, wet. but I think that helped Laverde just yeah. not have to kind of players locked down and popping a few holes and stuff like that. So I'm tipping the cap there. Uh, same with Sava Radigalia, like doing a similar type thing, playing against West Coast. Like again, their key forwards weren't terrible, but in that first quarter, like their kicks were so wayward going inside. They're just like it was like they spotting him up, like he was just popping into the hole. I found so. him every time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, was, yeah. Um, bit annoying for people that had or don't have a Sava because if you're playing against him, you've been scoring shit all year, and then uh, we well, had seventy last week. So maybe he's on the rise. I don't know, but I'm tipping the cap still. He definitely looks good as a defender, though. I will say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it kind of suits him, doesn't it? It that, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind they've, of runs they've, off. They've, they've, I know a lot of teams. I think Port even wanted him. Yeah, um, definitely. But that'd be pretty wrapped. They kept him, to be yeah. honest. I wish. Yeah, I wish we could get another key defender, but uh, we'll see what happens. There. He's he'd be really good at Port. Yeah, Port side. Uh, we tried, but didn't want there. And uh, Cody Waitman, uh, eighty-one points, four goals, and a bit of an embarrassing moment. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that was uh, funny. A lot of uh, TikToks poor, and poor stuff. After that, that's so. shocking. He's kicked four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, first game back, but he, he, on all seriousness, he's like he's super important to what the dogs do. Um, yeah, but that was a funny moment. Absolutely, it was. Um, all right, we'll get on to a few uh, fossil watches. So some older players, older players for those who haven't played keeper leagues much. Um, you can get the veterans a bit cheaper because if they're going to be retiring in the next two years, you can generally get guys that you know can score higher scoring for a lesser player purely on the fact that they're worried about them retiring the next few years and not getting anything for them. So, a um, few to talk about this week. Ed Kerno, 107 points. So, Yeah, he was one of Carlton's better players, yeah, definitely. It just came out of nowhere. Like, I thought, was, I was even surprised that he was still on a list, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a super trainer, yeah. so I reckon that's why they kept yeah. him on a bit. Probably just to motivate the boys a bit. But he's had a couple big scores. I reckon it's his second ton for the year. And oh, what's good on interesting, Matt Kennedy has just been kind of removed for him. And I think it's because Ed Kerno can just play that accountable role really well yeah, he's he, at that stage of his career where he just doesn't give a shit about his own game he's purely all team he's, he's so well. the most team orientated yeah. you can possibly get but he's still scoring well so that's good yeah well if, you know if, you, if you're given a job marking a player and you're doing a tag, tag and roll whatever like yeah or just playing an accountable role um, you're going to get a few tackles and things and like he, that and he runs like he's, he'd have to be one of the best runners in the AFL yeah um, absolutely. not the best runner on his side though yeah. after Ollie Hollands has come I, in but he, he's just fit you know like he can do it super, super tank. fit um David Swallow had 125 points. Now, this was on the back of three goals, but I've actually been just tr- uh, not trying hard, but he's a player I'd like in my side because I think oh, before this week he was someone I could probably get a bit cheap. I've been throwing a few trade offers out for him. I haven't been able to get him, but I think he's re- like very well capable of an 80 average. And as a mid-only player, like that's not great. But if you were to sit him at your M7, kind of like Rory Sloan type thing, I think he's one that you could sit at your M7. Yeah, that's not um, bad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that, score that, your 80 most weeks. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Like I'm trying to get a few of those players just for depth in my side. Yeah. So if you're it's in a, reasonably if you're, consistent, yeah. If you're a contending side, I reckon just throw a few trade offers out for someone like David Swallow. Maybe wait till he serves up a 56 next week or something like that. Oh yeah. But um, I think you can go close to that 80 average if everything goes his way. Especially if a new coach comes in the frame in a few weeks, they might rely on a bit more. Jeez. I don't know. Uh, and Jason Johannesson had 98 points. Um, moved back to that halfback role this season, and that's been serving him pretty well, I think. Um, given that he's listening as a forward, he's definitely one I'd want to own at the moment, given he can score 80 pretty easily. He can, yeah, yeah. On that halfback role. Um, and it feels like they want to play him this year. He's probably only one or two bad games away from getting the arse, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he probably is. but um, one, Once he's in there, though, he know, scores okay. He can score well. He sort of always has been able to score pretty well. Um and he's one they you know they do look to use him off halfback. Um, it's sort of like Jermaine Jones that they really value his run and his uh, foot skills. So he's a high major game player. So yeah, you know, he's, 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 he's important to what the dogs do. Yeah, 
Um, we'll talk about a few scoring bumps, so just a few situations that could impact a few players over the next week. These were just off the top of my head quickly today. I reckon I'm still feeling the effects of Saturday, though, so the brain wasn't working heaps well. But um, I think Mason Cox should return in the next week or so, and just given that McStay went down Yeah, given the week, situation, yeah. you know, it looks he, he could actually score a rock. If he plays a whole... Like, I don't think we've ever seen Mason Cox as a sole ruckman for an entire game. No, like, I, he's always sort of been either the second ruck or yeah. he's been the lead ruck with heaps of chop-outs. So yeah. I reckon he's going to have to... He's going to have to ruck for, yeah, the whole game pretty much. Yeah. they got Frampton. Like Frampton's another one that could benefit from he this situation as well. Depends if he comes back. But one of those two, like I reckon, is going to have some handy scores over the next few weeks, I reckon. So just have a think about that. I'm not sure even sure how long it stays out for, but it didn't look good with the way he got subbed I think he's out for six to eight. Could okay, be wrong. that's not good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, could be a few opportunities there with that injury. Uh, Josh Simpkin, I don't think he's going to miss a heap, but he a might miss weeks, yeah, a couple of weeks. But that, yeah. you might just be able to ride the wave of Tom Powell or Will Phillips. So we're any closer to seeing a debut from uh, George Wardlaw? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know he's been on sort of restricted yeah, minutes in the minutes. VFL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think so. Why not? What's like, he coming back from? Um, Is that ACL? No, no, he's come back from soft tissue. That's I right. I think his hamstrings. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's had them for ages. That's but, yeah. So he was injured all like, last think, year. You know, them. you know, starting in the VFL um, obviously is, is the right call. Um, get some game time into him. Get some, get some, um, yeah, some endurance in the legs, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I think it won't be long before we see him unleashed. Yeah, so it might seem soon. It'll be in a probably. He won't play heaps of midfield. Yeah. Um, given North's midfield is, looks. You know, it's okay. Decent. Yeah. It's probably their best line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to seeing him. Going back to the Simkin injury, though, I think Powell Phillips might get a few extra minutes in there, which might serve them as well over the next couple of weeks if he's out. And uh, I think with uh, Reese Stanley injured, John Segler might come to the frame, who's not a terrible ruckman, but Blitzarv's kind of. Don't think Blitzarv did a heap of rucking on the weekend, but. Uh, scored pretty well regardless so um, yeah one of those guys whoever kind of takes over that ruck mantle for Reece Stanley could actually just be handy so um, have a think about that one um, just a few injuries on the weekend that might affect a few things alright we'll finish off the show with some listener questions um, a, lot of the lesson, a lot of the questions were the same this week but we'll get stuck into what we've got here um, at mdub18 uh, with DPP mania hitting over the last two seasons in deeper leagues has fantasy become positionless outside the ruck spot uh, maybe something to consider with drafts moving forward I don't know if I'd agree with that like I was cra- like I needed it I'm in a not a super deep league but 12 teams with 32 players on each side I think with a few more about 38 players on each side so a pretty deep league and I think we all of us kind of need needed still some DPPs like I was saying before with like I had a pretty shallow midfield so Dawson getting midfield even though like I find I, I don't know I, I reckon back in the day like no one cared if someone got mid status but I'm finding mids harder, a good scoring mids harder to come by these days. So I think Dawson was handy with that, given that I can fi- seem to find like a heap of reasonable scoring defenders these days. So I don't think they're, I don't think they're irrelevant. What do you reckon? No, I don't think they're irrelevant. Um, I think it just reflects, you know, the real footy as well. Yeah. Players are playing. You know, the need for flexibility is um, super important in the modern game. So yeah. I think know, the gap between the good scorers and the the bet, like the shitter scorers are kind of it's kind of lessening though as well. You find probably finding a few yeah, new probably, dropping yeah, down yeah, a little yeah. bit and stuff like that. They're not heaps, but just a little bit, and it probably just gives it that impression that it's probably not just as important. But I think depending on your side and depending on your league, like there's still scope for DPP being handy. I have no issues with any. I think that leagues they're pretty consistent. Like with AFL fantasy, you know that it's 35 percent at a starting position. And not just like some arbitrary gut feel or what they're considered as in the media, like it was an ultimate footy. So ultimately, I think it's pretty handy to like know, like if someone's getting DPP status, it's it's a given stat that they're using. And it's not just a gut feel call. 
No, so it's actually data based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like that because at least it's consistent. Has to be. Has board. to be. Yeah. Yeah. You can't leave it up to the eye. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be yeah inconsistent. Um. So let's move on to at Major Van Bam. He's asking, uh, is Connor Nash worth picking up? And I said yes earlier, just as like a streaming loophole option. Um, you could do a lot worse. Given I find, well, I'm finding it hard to. Um, field mids anyway good mids so um, yeah Connor Nash uh, yeah definitely worth picking up I think and will Chase Jones keep getting mid time so it's on yep. the wing but absolutely yeah yeah, yeah wing time yeah, um, yeah. but he's playing the best footy of his life so absolutely I reckon they keep picking up like Crows are in that spot where you need yep. to just keep get backing your players in because they're just going to grow in confidence as they do it <sighs> The worst thing for Chase Jones right now would be um, to be dropped after a couple of down games. Like yeah. He just needs a good run at it now. Um, and um, the other thing with the Crows, I guess, is that there's no real um, injuries to, or to come back into that midfield. Yeah. Um, Sam Berry is, is one that sort of finds himself out outside of the... Um, the lineup at the moment. Now, an interesting thing I saw on the weekend was Sam Berry and a couple of the reserves, Crows players. I can't actually remember who they were. It was definitely Sam Berry was lighting up in the hot food line at uh, on the outer at uh, Adelaide Oval. I thought he'd have catered food or whatever, but he was actually lining up with the people for a uh, bucket of chips. You're out in the reserves. You, you, <laughs> you don't get treated. <laughs> no, <in special>. no, <laughs> no, not in gathering. No, I like that. Be uh, with the people. Yeah, I like that uh, philosophy of yeah. the Crows. You, if you're not in the team, you're out. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're out, really with, out. out with the people. But, I love uh, it. But, um, you know, I think <laughs> Barry will find his way back in the side. Um uh, eventually, but I think it won't affect Jones. Uh, he's, no, he's no, got the outside. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fine. Yep. Um, at Maram Mikey, oh, and sorry, I can't read. And Anam Mikey with a bunch of numbers. Sorry about that. Um, I have the first pick for waiver claims this week, and I'm in need of a forward. Would you take Johannesson? Um, and what do you think he averages here in his new role? Like I said before, um, I think it's worth taking given that forward status definitely. And what I think he averages from here, he can go at the eighty. We've seen it before, and he's playing this role. His issue is just um, job security, really. But he's not like there's probably worse dogs at the moment. Yeah, so, I, I don't mind the pick. I, I yeah. think he can. Yeah, yeah it's worth definitely. a punt. I think if there's not much else you can do in your league, uh, it depends what other options you got. But yeah, I think that's um I think that's a reasonable call to take using waiver wire pick on him for sure. Um, at McGrath, McGrath, sorry, DT. Um, who is the most game changing pod relevant DPP? Um, uh, from this lot, and who is the most underrated? Oh, okay, pod relevant. I didn't read that bit, but I think Bailey Smith, given he's got four status, like. That's going to help people, definitely. Ben Keyes, I think, is a big one. We mentioned at the top. But, um, like, he's kind of come back to almost being in podcast range, like back to the podcast range, given he's only scoring around the 80s and stuff like that. But now he's got four status. Like, you definitely take that. Like, I'm wrapped with it. I've got him in one league. I'm pretty wrapped with him. Yeah, but you'd status. be happy with that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Throw him forward a little bit there. Um, I think the one of the underrated calls, I reckon Callan Ward getting four status, I think it was. Uh, yeah, that's underrated. Um like given he's can go around the 80 mark pretty easily, uh, I think he's going to be a pretty handy one there and just thrown in the midfield if there's a few injuries or whatever. Yeah, well. or if, you know, like Tom Green might miss this week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think probably get more mid-time. I think Callum Wood. And I do like Jai Caldwell long-term as well. Like he's not going to be far off getting back in the midfield. I know it's a very deep midfield, but like I said, takes an injury or two or a suspension or something like that. Could pop here and there. So, yep. Jai Caldwell's another one I like. Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, under an hour this week, 55 minutes, I think it is, even less. So, I'm pretty happy with that. Well done. Done well. Short, sharp, and shiny. That was good. Yeah, efficient. That's what we do. Uh, get around us on our socials uh, at Keeper League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, get around our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, use Keeper20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Also, get around uh, Game Day Squad, our other sponsor. Uh, uh, create compo- 
coach and compete there at gamedaysquad.com.au. Also, check out my live stream on Wednesday, Wednesday nights. I open six packs every Wednesday to see if I can improve my team. So, quick 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Good fun chatting with the fantasy community, uh, opening some packs we're doing. You've been watching a few of those? I've been tuning in. Yeah, good on you. Oh, good good yeah. watch. Yeah, good. They're kind of fun. It's always fun when I pull a big one. Something to a, do. Yeah. Had a few stinkers this week, so I wasn't getting too excited, but when I pull a big one, damn, do I get excited. Uh, and yeah, if you want to support the podcast, uh, sign up as a member. Anyways, uh, thanks heaps, Tommy, for coming on the podcast. This Pleasure, week. mate. Talk always to you always enjoy in a, it. Probably in a few weeks, we'll get you back on. Yep, absolutely. No cool. All right. See you, people. Take it easy.